You're listening to Dialed In, a National Club Golfer podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to another edition of Dialed In, National Club Golfer's weekly look at the best bets on the European and PGA Tours. Please remember if you are having a gamble to do so responsibly and as always let me introduce NCG's form expert, the man we hope will find the winners for us each week is of course Barry Plummer. Welcome Barry. Hi Steve, how are you? Good, good. Um, Not as good as Rory McIlroy, back to winning ways at a venue he loves. Um, was it good to see the Northern Irishman showing some form and showing it so quickly, really, as well after his newfound association with Pete Cowan? Yeah, definitely. And obviously, even sweeter that we had him up as our our top tip last week. So um, getting us another winner there. So we owe a lot of gratitude to Rory for that. But yeah, he, he looked like he was in control again, looked like he was playing some good golf, especially off the tee. Looked like he was... Uh, starting to show signs of the Rory of old, which is really promising since we're going to Kiora Island not too far away next week. I mean, obviously, a course he likes and the championship he's won. I think this is the third occasion that he's won it. I mean, um, conditions obviously fell into place for him in that regard. I mean, but do you think this is a platform now to something else? We've seen this before with Rory, haven't we, where um, he's swept to an event and then you've expected him to push on. And he hasn't quite managed it. Yeah, well, it definitely gets that sort of monkey off his back a little bit, doesn't it, in terms of not having that win for so long. Um, I think it was 500 and something days that he'd not won for. So it just it makes it a little bit easier, I suppose, the next time he gets out on the tee. And obviously, we saw quite a few spectators at this event as well uh, for the Wells Fargo, which was great to see. And I don't think it's any coincidence after the conversations we've had previously that Rory starts performing again. Um, with some spectators back he seems to buzz off that and we know that's something that he enjoys so yeah I mean he's definitely a danger man to watch out for at the PGA Championship. And some incredible scenes as well Barry on the European tour with uh, Garrick Higo I mean two wins in three weeks Um, I'd be tempted to say that he just enjoys Spain and the Canary Islands but a fantastic uh, period of golf for him I mean arguably the hottest player on the planet at the moment and how do you think that will set him up for the rest of the season because he's clearly a talent isn't he yeah absolutely I mean it was an unbelievable display of golf wasn't it I mean getting up to 27 under par I think he won didn't he and you know that just incredible especially with that hole in one as well he didn't even look massively phased when he when it went in it wasn't even like a massive sort of shock to him it was one of the I think he's riding the crest of a wave at the moment and Going over to the States now, obviously he's got himself into the PGA Championship. I think, you know, he's one which, you know, you know, he's probably not going to contend on one of his first big major uh, major championship visits. But, you know, he's definitely one to watch for the future because he's a young lad with plenty of potential. And we know that South Africa can produce some, some amazing golfers. And the PGA Championship, obviously, uh, coming closely on the horizon. But we've got two very good events this week on both the European Tour and the PGA Tour, the British Masters and the Byron Nelson. Um, After a weird period, really, of the past 12 months, restrictions are starting to come down, Barry. Crowds are starting to get back into tournaments. Um, Another major on the horizon. And we've got two big events. Feels like the season's really kicking into gear. 
Yeah, it certainly feels a lot more familiar, doesn't it? And we've got, you know, something more resembling more what we expect and know of golf and competitive golf on the major tours. Uh, certainly some brilliant tournaments to look forward to over the next few weeks. And, and as as rightly so, as you get those tournaments coming around, you get much stronger fields. So um, some value coming through in the betting markets as well. And definitely something to be excited about. Well, let's start with the British Masters at the Belfry, that iconic venue for four Ryder Cups. Danny Willett is the host, and he's at 25 to 1, prices up to 28 to 1. But the favourite, and I think this will be the first time this has happened, the favourite, Bob McIntyre, 12 to 1. Probably deserved on the form that he's shown uh, both in Europe and in America. He's followed next in the betting by Martin Keimer, who's obviously had a resurgence of his own. Bert Wiesberger, Sam Horsfield, Rasmus Hogard, Dean Burmester. Decent European tour field here, Barry. So um, what do you make of it? Yeah, as as you said, I'm pleased to see Bob towards the top of the market there because he certainly deserves it on merit. You know, a, gr- a great performance at the Masters recently is probably what's put him there. Um, but he's got some some quality behind him, as you mentioned. Kaima has been brilliant recently. Uh, third last time out, third on this course when we we're here for the UK Championship last year. So certainly not one to write off. And then you've got some some proven winners on the European Tour backing him up as well. Yeah, and we know what we're getting with the Belfry, don't we? Obviously, uh, last year it had the UK Championship, but it's held all of those um, Ryder Cup events and big professional events in the past. Um, everybody knows the 10th hole for Seve driving it. And um, it's a it's a layout that we're very familiar with, tree-lined fairways and the water that's in play on many of the holes, Barry. Yeah, I mean, for me this week, I think one of the, the interesting things that I went down a bit of a rabbit hole on was was driving distance um, and how that can be a little bit of an advantage for some of the players this week, um, which is reflected in some of my selections. But as you mentioned, the Belfry is um, a course which we all know and love. So it's something that we, we can rely on in terms of strong course form. Um, and that really helps that we had that event here last year, uh, the UK Championship, because it gives us some really recent course form, which we can sort of look at to, to make a, an interesting selection from. Well, let's get into your selections then. Um, a trio of uh, picks and some very familiar names in there as well for anyone who has a look at the European Tour on a regular basis. So why don't you kick us off with your opening pick, Barry? Yeah, so my top tip on the European Tour this week is Rasmus Hogard. Um, Rasmus Hogarth won the UK Championship last year uh, when it was held at the Belfry. And, you know, as, as I said, in terms of correlating course form, you're not really going to get much stronger than that. Um, it's not like since then he's been, you know, on fire, but he definitely has been there or thereabouts. He was 12th in Austria recently. He had a bit of a spell over on the PGA Tour, um, which was interesting, actually, because he had a really strong summer last year where he got his second European Tour win um, at a really young age, obviously. And then went straight over to, the, to America, had a bit of a stint out there, did OK, made some cuts, made a cut in a WGC event. And, you know, he's been, been plying his trade there for a little while, he's come back to the European Tour. Uh, this guy's going to be a special player uh, in the future, there's no doubt about it. He can, he can mix it with the best of them off the tee in terms of distance. Um, he's quite competitive, I'm led to believe, from interviews I've read with his brother, uh, Nikolai. And uh, Nikolai's been playing really well on the European Tour recently. He actually, I think, got top 10 last week. Um, so it should be interesting, that dynamic of, you know, coming back over, reasserting himself on the European Tour. Um, as a young a young man, 20 years old, he's got two European Tour wins already. It wouldn't surprise me to see him have a third this week. Yeah, Callum Hill has um, done some really good work on the European Tour uh, this year, and most notably 12th place last week in Tenerife. So presumably that's why you're going for him at 35 to 1. 
Yeah, absolutely. And actually, we were talking about Bob McIntyre a moment ago. Scottish golf seems to be in a really good place at the moment in terms of the young talent they've got coming through. Uh, and Callum Hill, obviously, is another one of those. He's, he's been brilliant on the European Tour recently. Um, you know, 12th last time out. He's had a third place finish and an eighth place finish in the last few weeks. Um, and, and you know what? Apart from maybe dropping off slightly at the end of events when he's right up there in contention, he's, he's been spectacular. He, sh- he should really have been closer last week. He finished 12th, but, you know, was right up there, a, few, a couple of shots behind Higo going into the final round. Um, and it's just about getting that sort of that killer instinct and that closing uh, ability to be able to get himself over the line with his first European Tour win. And for your final pick, Barry, uh, a player who has appeared regularly on your tipping sheet over the past few weeks. Is this the time that he gets his first European Tour win? Yeah, third selection for me is the bullet, Marcus Armitage. He's, there's so many reasons to like him this week. Obviously, he's a very likeable character anyway. We all saw his, his world record attempt a few weeks ago that was brilliantly entertaining by the European Tour. Um, but then also, on, actually on the golf course recently, he's been performing really well. He's had a fourth-place finish, a tenth-place finish on the European Tour. Um, but it's his course form that interested me uh, most of all. He played uh, in the UK Championship last year and finished seventh. And then uh, a number of years ago, played on uh, this course as well in another event and finished ninth. So every time he's been and played here in a, com- in a competitive sense, he's played really well. And when you look at the fact he's got strong recent form and strong course form, um, I can't really work out why he's so high in the in the betting market at 80 to 1. Uh, so definite each way value for somebody who is quite capable of popping up and, and putting in a good display. So a trio of selections for you there for the British Masters. Let's move over to the AT&T Byron Nelson and TPC Craig Ranch in Texas. It wasn't so long ago that I was wondering about the future of this event, but the shifting of the schedule with the PGA Championship coming the week after um, really seems to have lifted the field here. I mean, it is really, really strong, isn't it, Barry? Yeah, well, I mean, when you look at the sort of top five or six players in the market, you're looking at John Rahm, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Jordan Spieth, Daniel Berger, Matt Fitzpatrick, and obviously Matsuyama having just won the Masters. An incredible lineup, really, considering we've got the major championship, PGA Championship next week. Um, they're all obviously wanting to get themselves finely tuned, ready for Kiowa Island. And I think, actually, when you look at um, this event, it's one which stands out as being something that's quite hard to work out. There's, there's not loads, well, there's no form, in fact, on this course. It's a brand new course. Um, it's been seen a little bit before in the Corn Ferry Tour and some Q, Q School events, but that's something that we're going to need to get our heads around and work out. So it could really be anyone's game this week. Well, I hope you've done your homework then. Tell us about Craig Ranch. What are the players facing? Yeah, so, I mean, it's not a, as I said, it's not a course that we know particularly well, but what we do know is that it's quite watery. It's a tree-lined parklands course. Uh, it's not massively long, but there are some quite long par fours on it. So the players are going to need to certainly have a little bit of distance off the tee to put themselves in good positions. Um, the greens are a bit of a, a bent grass sort of mix, um, quite big. So they shouldn't be too um, difficult to find for the players. And actually, I think with um, a, a course which you don't know particularly well, often the thing you go to to look at is the, the architect, which is Tom Weisskopf. Um, so we've got some interesting links there that you can you can look at. I think also the local aspect of it being in Dallas, Texas. You can also look at the other Texas events as well and, and get a little bit from that, which is what sort of informed my picks this week. 
Yeah, with a bit of a question mark then, um, let us into your selections for the Byron Nelson. Have you gone uh, more upmarket than you'd normally do? I mean, you usually try and you know, pick down the, the ladder and try and find somewhere with a bit value, but is your main pick a short price this week? Yeah, yeah, he is. It's Bryson DeChambeau, actually. He's one of the joint favourites um, at the moment, I believe, around 10 to 1. Uh, the reason I've picked Bryson is he, he's starting to come back into form. He won, obviously, not so long ago, um, had had a relatively good little spell there and then went a bit quiet and has come back last week with a ninth place finish after that um, story that we all read about him flying home, thinking he'd missed the cut and coming back and earning a nice wad of catch. And actually, he just needs to put he just needs to put a gym session in halfway and he's fine, isn't he? Go back, go back home, bench press for a bit, get back out there. Absolutely. And that shouldn't be too much of a problem with him with this being in Dallas because he lives in Dallas. So he should be able to nip around the corner and he'll be absolutely fine. But I think that familiarity, you know, that that sort of home feel, being on a course which nobody really knows that well, um, but something that does favour length, we think, off the tee. Um, will certainly suit Bryson. And when he's getting hot, we all know how dangerous he can be. He's going to want to put a, a claim towards this PJ Championship next week. And he's going to want to go into it in fine sort of form. And actually, um, when you look at the top of the market here, he's coming into it with perhaps, you know, the best recent form because he played last week and a lot of the others didn't. So he might have shaken off some of that rust already. And um, although he's one of the joint favourites, I, I quite like his chances this week. Well, I'm sure he'll be entertaining Barry, whether he's ripping up fairways with his driver or potentially missing cuts and flying to Kiwa halfway through. Um, he is your first selection for the Byron Nelson. Who is next on your list? Next for me is Scotty Scheffler. He's around about 25 to 1. But I think Scotty Scheffler's been knocking on the door for so long now. I've picked him a few times and he's done OK for us. Actually, he's got some place money a couple of times and his form is just really steady. Um, a runner-up finish at the Dell match play, eighth place a couple of starts ago. Um, he's one of those sorts of players who's, again, he's long, longish off the tee. Uh, he hasn't really got any major weaknesses in his game. He's ranked 19th for strokes game total um, on tour this season. So you know, he's, he's just relatively consistent across the board. And again, in um, Dallas, where he was born, um, so a local boy, um, he's going to have, you know, those sorts of um, feelings of wanting to impress what's going to be a home crowd, you'd assume, uh, with the restrictions. So I think actually he's going to um, be one of the players that's more interesting to keep an eye on this week. And at 25 to 1, I think he represents a bit of value. Your final selection for the Byron Nelson is a player with a big reputation for one that's so young. And this week he's a big price as well. Yeah, Cameron Champ, you can get around 80 to 1. Again, another one similar to Marcus Armitage, actually. I was a bit confused by his price. Now, his form hasn't been brilliant recently. He had a bit of a dip at the start of this uh, of this season. Um, low, quite a few missed cuts and not brilliant in terms of his performances. But recently, he's moved um, and improved week on week. He was 34th on his uh, third last start, moving into 26th and then 17th last week. Um, so he's moving in the right direction. And we all know how well he played when, at the PGA Championship last year in August. Um, when he eventually finished 10th and actually I think that as we get into the sort of the, the meat and bones of this season he's starting to improve maybe just at the right time and, and at 80 to 1 again if he continues to improve this week uh, we all know how how good he is off the tee and how much length he's got off the tee he can keep up with some of the um, some of the big boys in this event then you know he, he should have a, a really good chance uh, another interesting sort of angle with Cameron Champ is that he went to university in Texas um, so we'll have some links, some local links there, which, you know, we're, we're sort of clutching at straws a little bit with this event in the fact that it's a brand new course and a, a different venue. Um, but 
more informed um, guesses, really, I suppose. And hopefully you can make some uh, some positive moves forwards. Uh, so that's your trifecta, Barry, for the AT&T Byron Nelson. Um, so we've got your picks from that and we have your picks from the British Masters as well. Um, regular listeners will know that we always ask you for your best bet of the week. So who is Baz's banker this week? Um, I don't always usually like to pick the one that's the shortest odds, but I'm going to go for Bryson simply just because I really, really like his chances this week based on all the different things that we've discussed. I think at the top of the market, he stands out for me. Um, and if he can go off uh, early with a, a fast start, then he could be difficult to catch. Yeah, well, if you are following Barry in, uh, good luck as always. Barry, thanks for your time. Thanks, Steve. Don't forget, you can look at uh, all of Barry's in-depth previews and tips on our website at nationalclubgolfer.com. Thanks for being with us for another edition of Dialed In. Don't miss next week in particular, as we will go in a deep dive into the PGA Championship and hopefully we'll have a special guest to listen to as well. See you then. (laughs) 